Welcome to the Tapping Into podcast with Sarah Tobin. That's me. I've created this podcast to help you discover and tap into spiritual, alternative and natural practices that could really change your life. I've been on a spiritual journey my whole life and I'm now an EFT or tapping practitioner. In this podcast, I have honest conversations on topics that I hope will deepen your soul connection, allow you to reclaim your power and confidence, know that you're not alone and feel inspired to find out more. I really hope this helps you on your journey. In this episode, Anna and I discuss connecting to angels, which are actually an extension of our intuition and how our intuition is our superpower. We also chat about how to help our kids with the power of angels. Stay tuned to the end as Anna has kindly a little gift to share with us too. Enjoy. So in today's episode, my guests and I are discussing angels. I am so excited to explore the angelic realm with Anna Grace Taylor because for my whole life, and especially when I was younger, I really felt a connection to angels. It just felt very natural to me. And I believed that they existed. It was just something I took for granted. And as I grew older, I read books like Doreen Virtue. Um, and then there's an Irish spiritual teacher called Lorna Burns. So many of my Irish followers might have heard of her. And I even went to see her with my sister in London years ago. Um, so I, myself, and, and, and over the past good few years now of developing my healing practice and, and working with women, I have been connecting more and more to angels. Um, Anna Grace Taylor is actually, doesn't live too far away from me here in the UK. She's an angel therapist, a spiritual mentor, a healer, a singer, which is very interesting, and a speaker who has been featured on BBC Radio and Hay House Radio. Anna connects with divine love and the angelic realm to provide guidance to people with all aspects of life and often acts as a catalyst for transformation for people all around the world. Anna, thank you so much for your time and to help us tap into the angelic world and explore how it works, what what angels can do um, in terms of helping us, how to use them and so much more. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, Sarah. You're so welcome. I'm just... So um, excited and intrigued um, to learn more about angels. And I mean, I know I've, I've, I've experienced some of it myself, but I, I see from, um, from your experience and from your story that you have really able to tap it, like really channel them and work with them and, and help other people through that. How have you come to working with angels like this? Oh my goodness, it's kind of a long story, so I have to just kind of give you the short version. Um, But I was born 11 weeks prematurely with my twin sister, almost 40 years ago now, (laughs) which feels crazy. Um, And at that time, premature babies, especially that early on, were not really expected to survive. Miracle babies. Yeah. And they, well, they did say that. They just said, well, we would do everything. They told my parents that they would do everything that they could to save us. And basically that was that, you know, and, um, my, I, I was born first, actually slightly heavier than my sister, 
Um, and it was an, initially my sister who was really fighting for her life for a little bit. She was one pounds 14 ounces. Oh my um, gosh. Uh, or she she went down very quickly to that. She was about two pounds and then lost a few pounds as you do. But when you're already very oh tiny. Um, so we were really... Um, it kind of instantly, I feel like we were thrown into that, like, oh, are you going to survive? You know, what are going to survive? And I, I don't know, but I, years later, I learned that my mum went into labour on St. Michael, Archangel Michael's day, the 29th no of September. Way. And so when I started to learn about Michael, because he literally is one of the angels that I call on all the time, I was like, oh, I think he might have been with me for a while, you know. Wow. So so that was where I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I started to, growing up, um, well, actually, when I was about 18 months old, my sister was walking and crawling and doing all the things. And I couldn't do any of those apart from speak, which may be a surprise to you. Um, And so my mum took me to see her uncle at the time, who was a physiotherapist, who then referred me to Great Ormond Street Hospital in London, where I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, which affects my legs. So even though we did incredibly well, um, and there were really no major uh, initial impacts from having such a traumatic birth, that was the, the result. I had brain damage. And so from a very young age, you know, all the kind of milestones were very different for me. I didn't learn to walk properly until I was six years old. Um, but I was very lucky that I went to mainstream school with my sister and was, wow. was very, was treated very, um, in a, in a normal, very inclusive way, if you could call it that. Good. Did you um, feel like different? Did you see the, the difference in the milestones at that age? It's really interesting that you say that because I've been thinking a lot about that probably because I have nephews and nieces who are of, of young age. And I think I became more aware of it as soon as I started school. Right. I don't think I was really aware of it before then because you're just you, you know. Yeah, if you and your sister's just your sister, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, and that's she, all you see. Yeah, and because she didn't run, uh, uh, because I didn't run, she didn't run really. Um, and she was very quiet like me. We were very sort of got on with our thing. And my brothers weren't born until we were six years old. So we also had, we went from being really quiet and, and all of that. And then my brothers were kind of running around the house. <laughs> oh my God. So I think I was more aware of it then. But yes. anyway, so I then started to have surgery as a teenager to help my walking and I was told that really by the time I was 30 years old I'd be in a wheelchair permanently if I didn't have this surgery so as a teenager everything kind of flipped itself upside down I went from really feeling very included and very kind of like I was just going to have this life to um, having these promises that were broken because I had the surgery and then my immune system just crashed and whether it was because of the anesthetic, I don't know. I was also super sensitive. What a surprise. <laughs> um, and I just, everything just crashed around me. So although it was very, very painful at the time, it was because of that that I started to delve into alternative medicine. I had reflexology, acupuncture. Amazing. I started to go to a Reiki healer. And at 16 years old, I was saying like, what's that? I can feel that. What's going on? Wow, um, and my parents didn't grow up with any of that. They didn't have conversations with me about energy. It just happened that 
what just so happened <laughs> that I that I you met guided there yeah that I met people that could help me wow and so when you have doctors that say I'm sorry there's nothing we can do yeah you've you. got to look somewhere else haven't you for sure and so that's when I started to open up my spiritual gifts so by the time I was um 18 19 years old I would be talking to people about energy and angels and um, while everyone else was going off to college and doing all the things I was talking to people about what the heck was happening you know yeah um, yeah and by the time I was I think I was about 20 when one day I was in my bedroom and I saw this huge light uh, which I knew was an angel because of the love that I felt. We always talk about the love from angels and it sounds very cliche, but it was like un- unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. Wow. It was so powerful, even for a few seconds, that it changed everything. And did you physically see the light as if it was standing in the room or was it more in your mind's eye? Uh, I think I, because I remember it being nighttime and it was yeah it was like I saw it in my in my mind's eye but at the same time because it's so powerful you You kind of don't know you kind of don't know the difference you're like oh what is that and so from then on I really was curious I knew that something that I had believed in for a long time actually was like oh wow that's that's a real thing and because <laughs> I always say to people always people say oh do you believe in angels I say no I don't believe in them I know that they exist you know yes uh, yeah. it's a real knowing for me I've had thing for you yeah yeah I've had a really powerful experience that that really shows me that that love is real and so then a few years a couple of years later I just happened to find Doreen Virtue's angel therapy practitioner course online I was very sick at the time still very sick through my teens and it was the first thing that I kind of did you know that I really felt any sort of passion towards any kind of energy and really from then on I went from not able to sleep at night to um when I started to work with Archangel Michael during the course and clearing my energy, I went from not sleeping to sleeping through the night. Within five days, I I started to use my wheelchair a lot less. And within a couple of years, I started to give readings to people just as I do now. And that was the basis of everything that I now do. So the fact that I'm speaking to you, the fact that I have social media following, the fact that I have a business, it's all because of that. Yeah. Amazing. And I mean, you would not have found that if you hadn't had your yeah exactly so we and we talk about that don't we you know we always say I don't know whether that would have happened if it hadn't have been so challenging but but actually we can never tell so we may as well just say I can't be me without those things yeah and as much as I would never want myself or anyone to suffer I do find that the people that I connect with most at least in my experience the people that are compassionate and empathetic and big-hearted and kind and have a message it always comes from some kind of pain right yes yeah I mean my reawakening and transformation has come from our huge loss um, and grief of losing our daughter Alice Um, and yeah you know from pain comes transformation really. yeah and I always like to say that I don't think we can ever say that everything happens for a reason because sometimes things don't make sense at all yeah yeah but at the same time we still have to come to a place of like this is how it is you know this is what happened and I have a choice about 
how I proceed with my life and it doesn't mean that we don't have bad days or that it can be really like in my case I, if I was to say to you you know I want to run across the street of course I would want to do that and you would want Alice of course yes yeah uh, you wouldn't take you know that doesn't mean that we think it's all okay all of the time but if we've been given a set of circumstances we have to look at it and go you know what 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 can I do with this what can exactly. I exactly I mean you can't change this? the past can no. you so it's it is an acceptance of what happened it doesn't mean you enjoy it or want no. it or no. wanted it um and yeah like you say some things can't be explained um no. and you know we only know such a small part of really what's going on <laughs> we do and I and I think it's really I think it's really important in in the work that I do at least is to have that deep compassion that part of you that absolutely knows like oh my goodness that must be so tough and yeah I can really feel that yeah but also to have to, to know that you have no idea as well because we're not each other we don't know what it's really like and at the same time to be able to acknowledge the journey that someone's on it's really important to to recognize that we have no idea you know so and how how can the average person connect with angels in order to help them receive that uh, peace or or the surrendering or that trust that there Mm -hmm. is something greater than us uh, supporting us how would we do that? Well, first of all, I feel like the number one thing to say is to really ask, you know, because unless we're in a life or death situation, which of course, sometimes I have come across people that have said, you know, I was in a major accident and yeah. that I felt like that an angel some, suddenly came across and, and helped me. And I that is very, very common. I hear that a lot. But at the same time, a lot of us are going, I really want to connect with the angels. I really want to connect with the angels, but they don't actually ask them to help them and so I would say ask ask so it's like a a more of a formal yeah asking you can say thank you angels for helping me with whatever or you know sometimes you know I'm, I'm really struggling today can you just give me a sign can you can you give me a reminder of your presence or whatever it is that you yeah. want to say. And that opens a doorway because they can't interfere with our free will unless, mm-hmm. as we said, it's, it's like a dangerous situation. And so it's like inviting a friend, like we're talking right now and you start to have a conversation or at least uh, an exchange of some kind. Yeah. So I would say starting there by asking then really being open to what that might look like. So if you think it's a sign, it usually is, right? Um, and then also really paying attention, really listening, because a lot of us will ask and then not actually pay attention to maybe that idea or that inspiration that you get or that gut feeling that you have. Yes. Or maybe you do see that white feather falling down or maybe you suddenly hear a song that means so much to you. That is all a way that they communicate. But sometimes we're looking for... For that lightning bolt moment that kind of comes out of the blue or like me you may see that beautiful flash of light but you know that doesn't happen to me every single day yeah. that's not how yeah. I experience the angels every single day that was my part of my awakening but it doesn't have to be like that and what, what I really love to teach people in my courses is to understand the way that they are communicating with 
all of us that isn't just that really powerful clairvoyant experience because a lot of the time we're always communicating with the angels they're always talking to us but we are often squashing that or ignoring it or dismissing it so I would also say really start to pay attention I often keep a journal of those little great idea insights and those flashes of inspiration or that sudden idea that you get when you wake up or that you're in the shower they're two really good ways Um, to really pay attention yeah sometimes I find like coincidence coincidences you know when something happens or you've been thinking about someone and they phone yeah Yeah. um would that be a signal as fine as well yeah because that synchronicity I don't really believe in coincidence coincidence is just like a a reminder that like oh we're we're all in this together we're Um, we are one (laughs) yeah and so it's that reminder of like oh yeah like I'm I'm feeling the energy of that person or or I've been putting out that I would love to speak to that person and suddenly it arrives so whatever you call that whether you call that like a hello moment or a coincidence or synchronicity that is a way that they the angels or your guides or the universe are saying we've got your back we're supporting you we're listening to you this is this is probably the answer that you're seeking at the moment or maybe a conversation that you need to have yeah and then I would also really just remember that the angels are loving. They want to support you. It's totally different to that voice that nags you and says you're not enough <laughs> and that you can't do it. And you're, you know, oh, someone's better than you. All that chattery voice. Yeah, we have. that's whereas such a good an- point. Whereas the angels are loving, they're supportive. Even if they give you a piece of guidance, like an idea that feels daunting, or you know that really you need to step away from that particular situation and you're like, oh, really, do I have to? you know in your gut that it feels right yeah mm. you know there's some something inside of you that you go like yeah I keep getting that I keep feeling that and it's that rep- rep- repetitive loving yes. supportive voice and that is the voice of the angels so I always say if you can start to tune into that voice of love however it comes to you it doesn't matter whether you see it it doesn't matter whether you hear it if you're yeah. feeling that in your body if you feel that kind of lovely warmth or maybe even a cool breeze while you're feeling that like oh this is what I really need to do that's often the best way that they'll communicate with you that that thing that you already know that you need to do right <laughs> the thing you've been putting off for ages yeah that's yeah, the exactly. thing you need to do yeah, yeah exactly it's just like it's like a kick in the gut isn't it it's like a kick yeah. in the intuition <laughs> They're kind of yeah, just prodding it, you, and, and people say that to me, like, what's the difference between the angels and my intuition? There isn't a difference. Right, okay. Your intuition is part of the Connection way that the angels to that can, yeah, energy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Your intuition is your divine guidance. Your intuition is that part of you that's connected to what is right for you, yeah? Amazing. So your your angels are an extension of that beautiful energy that is you. So we always yeah. talk about, oh, like, how can I reach the angels to me that loving energy is around us and within within us always yeah yeah Yeah, and I suppose like it's you know the mother the mother's gut instinct sometimes is so Mm -hmm. uh, spot on isn't it It, we know when our children are sick we know when they need like serious care um we push you know to get that um and there's something to be said about mother's intuition and and then equally we criticize ourselves and judge ourselves and feel guilt and shame about um, are they not doing enough or not being enough? Yeah. But we are these amazing, um, in tune beings. We have this connection with our children that's just so unique. 
um and, yeah. and painful and loving and you know all yeah the all the mix all the whole mix and I, and I and I feel like that's why and when when I speak to women who are mothers or maybe have just become mothers or even are pregnant and they suddenly go like whoa hang on a second something's happening to me it is usually because not only that intuition feels stronger than they've ever had before, but they have this huge desire to connect so much more deeply because they know that they have this being that they would do absolutely anything for. And so the part of them that they've squashed down for themselves, like, hey, leave that job, or hey, um, you know, you need to go and call this person. All of that they've squashed down for their child becomes like, I would, I'd do that. I will totally do that. Climb a mountain. (laughs) For sure. And so I actually find it really interesting for a lot of mothers. It is a major awakening point. Yeah. And how do we get um, moms to start putting themselves up top of the ladder more and, and, and tuning into that intuition for themselves? Yeah, that's that's a really good point because a lot of people will say as mothers, well, I'm too busy, I haven't got time, my children are more important, I've got a million things. Well, it's like if if you can even take five minutes in the bath or, you know, in the car to listen, it, it doesn't even have to be meditation or doing anything really lengthy, but if you can actually go, what do I feel in this moment when I ask for for guidance or when I'm asking about this situation? What do I actually feel? What is going on in my body or my heart? Then everything else, all the things that you've got to do, all the decisions that you've got to make, all the things that your children are asking you to do is going to be based in much more truth, much more clarity. Because you've and opened your heart. Yeah, yeah. And also you're going to be able to know what is right for you so that you can take more care of yourself and then take care of others. So yeah. if you can't fill your own cup, then actually your children are getting a, a lesser version of you in a way, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the catch-22, isn't it? We give them so much and then we hit burnout and we we forget that we have to fill the cup. And I know self-care is like so topical and everyone talks about it, but... And there's so many ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, to, me, in, to, find to me, something that works. To me, intuition, following your intuition is the greatest self-care you could ever Amazing. have. Because yeah. if you are unapologetic about listening to that voice which is your angels which is the voice of love your guides whatever you want to call that if you make that a priority then isn't that the greatest thing that you can do for yourself and everyone around you absolutely yeah so to me it's like then move mountains yeah absolutely because you're going to be your power isn't it it's your superpower it to me is the ultimate superpower as and especially as a woman it's what's most needed right now in the world I feel that's the message especially with all the change and the chaos that's happening you know a, a woman following her intuition and not only following it but acting on it oh my gosh, Like it, it is what's going to change the world. And all from a place of love. For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. amazing. I love that. Um, you mentioned guides there, and I just, something I wanted to ask you about was um, the difference between guides uh, 
our, our own personal angels, so guardian angels, so to speak, and mm-hmm. then archangels and ascended masters. Uh, mm-hmm. Could you give us like a, just a bit of a, you know, who, yeah. who do we have with us? And uh, do we have them our whole lives or do they come in and out? <laughs> right. Well, it's my belief that we're all assigned at least two guardian angels. So your guardian angels would be totally different to mine. And they decide to come to you know they come come with us with our earthly experience they're not actually on earth but they're very very close to us and they're, they're very with us from birth yeah, yeah. yeah to me that's my that's my experience yeah. and they haven't had the earthly experience they're just beings of pure love right and so a lot of people will say oh can my granny be um an angel to me well of course because they're all in the same place they're all in that loving space but your your granny is probably going to come across more with the personality that she would have had and she might kind of have more of an opinion about certain things (laughs) and she might remind you of the energy of your granny right yeah Uh, whereas your angels are just going to be like we love you and we're here for you and they're very non judgmental and they are yeah they're just they're just pure love right so and then the archangels are like the overseers of the guardian angels and they have specific roles a lot of the time so a lot of you might have heard of archangel michael the protective Mm -hmm. bodyguard warrior it's very strong and present or raphael the healing angel or in the case of motherhood gabriel is really beautiful to call on because some people will see gabriel as masculine or feminine but often she is known as the angel of mother others and it's beautiful nurturer and they can be with many people at the same time so you could have Archangel Gabriel with you which you do Archangel Mm -hmm. Gabriel is helping you to communicate and to do the work that you do but so could I also have Archangel Gabriel with me because they are limitless and they're extremely powerful and they want to help us with what we're doing and the life that we're living and so you can have Archangels that are part of your team or on a long-term basis. I see a lot of archangels that are with people because of the purpose that they have. Or I often see that some archangels are there because, for example, if someone's not very well, then Raphael will show up to help them in that moment. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And the guides, the guides could be more uh, like ancestors or or people that you've known, like the the guy. Yeah, so like, so um, a guide could perhaps be a Native American guide. They could be um, a really, sometimes they can even be people that we've known in history as like writers or, or, you know, that that kind of thing. Yeah, (laughs) that's really funny you say Joan of Arc because she just appeared to me the other day talking about something. Wow. And it's that similar warrior energy. I feel like we're so needed to use our voices and say, hey, like that's not okay in the world you know and that is loving that's being a warrior of love yes and yes. um, and then um and then also mother mary is also really a guide of mine and so she's had the human experience but she's beautiful to work with because she gets that but she's also super loving very helpful for mothers by the way if you want to yes. work with that motherly loving energy to help you open your heart to help you feel kind and compassionate towards yourself and also if you're concerned about your child she's just super loving so that right. is the kind of the the difference and then she is obviously 
really a goddess or the divine feminine, but she comes under the bracket of ascended masters as well. So you've got Jesus and Buddha and Shiva and, you know, Krishna and all of those. They're they're ascended masters, but they can absolutely be guides. Do you see what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I think I'll just ask for them all. Yeah, all of them. Do you know? Yeah, do you know? I do, quite, often, quite often, I that's that's the prayer that I often do um, during every session. Is I never specify. I just say, yeah. I just say, call on us free. Yeah. Whoever yeah. wants to join, it's the party of of help me. You know, um, and I used to I used to say actually, um, I asked for a hundred thousand angels to be with me. Wow, that's because to me it? it was like I just wanted to really feel the presence so deeply and they don't have limits we have limits they don't right yes yeah amazing and um, something that's just popped into my head is like the, I feel that some people feel guilty in asking for help or they struggle yeah. with their own sense of like their own deep-rooted belief that um that thinks that they should do everything on their own like we've separated from each other haven't we when back in motherhood days we were all in yeah. tribes and we all raised each other's babies and we all looked after everybody yeah, we did yeah, yeah yeah for sure and you know I think it's I think it partly comes down to, because we live in a culture which is like you know someone is doing way better than I am and so if I ask for help then it's a sign of weakness or maybe yeah. I'm failing if I can't do x y and z um you know and in my own life I have to say the greatest thing that my body has taught me because I can't just you know run across the street or even you know on a really basic level I can't take my bins out or I can't you know carry a really yeah. heavy bag like I can't do those things things on my own so it's really given me the opportunity to practice every single day receiving I have to receive otherwise I would be dead I literally would be dead if I didn't and so I always say to people if I asked you for help you would never deny me that right you would never say well no Anna you should be doing that on your own because you just wouldn't like nobody kind would do that and yet we beat ourselves up all of the time for even suggesting that we could possibly ask and really what I found is that we all help each other in different ways so for example I might say to you Sarah like I need I need some big help because I'm just about to become a mum and I do not have a clue what I'm doing. And you <laughs> might be saying, Anna, you know, I really would love some help with my children because I just need to have some guidance that would reassure me about what's going on. And so there's always that exchange. Yes. So really what we do when we don't ask for help is we separate ourselves from actually the fact that we're a massively giving person and that we would do most things for anyone who asked. And yet we kind of say that we're not included in that somehow. Yes, we like don't give why, ourselves permission to do yeah, that. Yeah, and why are we... that we why, don't deserve it. Yeah, and, and yeah. why? Like, what, why are we so different to anyone? Yeah. Why are we so different? And any, any of those reasons I find, I always say to people, okay, so talk to me about why you don't feel worthy. Talk to me about what that voice is in your head. It could be that you uh, feel like you're not good enough or that you had some sort of trauma. But it's, it's actually just based in something that you were told, right? It's usually yeah. based in something that you were told or something that happened. But it's actually a lie because it's all based on other people's pain, right? 
and judgment and trauma yeah. and yeah. everything else. They it's have a not, narrative. It's not yeah. who we are. Like we don't, we're not born and suddenly become unworthy, right? Yes. That's not the case. So, so to me, the, the greatest message that I always hear from the angels is that we are worthy and deserving because we're alive. There is no other, no other we, reason. No, and there's no deserve. We always talk a lot about this, like, oh, you deserve love or I deserve love. There's no deserving love. We are love. Yes. Like, we yeah. are that. And so whenever we talk about that, we always think that we have to earn it somehow. But that comes from a human perspective of, like, I am conditionally loving you because you've d- been really Done good. Something. or Yeah, yes. but it's, it's all the lie that we feed into. So I think that asking for help feels so traumatic because we've – we've grown up in a society that basically teaches us that somehow that's a weakness right I think yeah I I totally agree with you and for me I find it it's rooted in lack this notion that the lack of abundance or lack of love or or you know scarcity of money and things and and we can we can cause these blocks in our life towards money and abundance and joy and love and etc for mums who are worried about their children can we talk to their guardian angels or ask for help on their yes. behalf so how yes. do you yeah yeah I was gonna Tell say that, about that for sure I mean it, the great the interesting thing about children is you can actually do it in a really beautiful subtle way as well like you can even get them to visualize colors because there's children do know colors a lot of ways and a lot of the time children will say oh mommy like I saw this or there's a, you know, who was that? And they'll have a, like a little moment where you can tell they're connected. Yeah, but yeah. if they don't, or you really just want help with them, you can either ask um, their guardian angels and you can just say, angels, um, please help my son or, or whatever's happening. And you can also ask, um, so if there's like a situation between your, uh, your child and somebody else's child, maybe oh, yeah. and you can yeah. also ask their guardian angels to talk to the other person's oh, guardian amazing. angels, or you can ask one of the archangels like Michael or Gabriel to be with your child and to help them feel safe and supportive. Oh, so for if they're, if they're struggling with school in the schoolyard yeah. or something, sure. you could, yeah. could you wrap them in a little bubble and send yes. Michael in with them? I was going to say, like, I do it, so even if, so I either get, I either get children to literally imagine a big bubble around them, or I can just visualize it and say, you know, like, I'm just going to wrap you up in this big bubble. And you can do it in your own mind, you don't have to say it out loud. Yeah. And also, I find that sometimes um, giving them a visual that they understand also helps them to feel empowered as well. So you can do it, like, or even just say to them that, you know, that little toy or that crystal or whatever they want to take with them when they're, they're connected to that, that they have this superpower with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes I, uh, I say to the boys, or like Josh, he's two and a half. I say, shall I invite, shall I ask the angels in to help you sleep? And he's like, yeah, but like, yeah. I don't know if he knows what I'm saying, but um, there was an incident where Casper was in the bath. He was probably eight, nine or 10 months or something. And he's, looked at the wall and was like pointing like uh, like as if he was seeing and talking to somebody yeah. um and I have crystals under their beds um yeah. and sometimes I go in and kind of 
clear off their energy, like just sweeping motions. Just yeah, like, just sweeping. Yeah. yeah. And actually, do you know what a beautiful thing is that one of my friends taught me, which is, it's not necessarily angelic, but it's a super great thing to do with your yes, children. Yes, please share. You know, you know, you know a hairdryer where you, you blow dry your hair and you yeah. might be, like, well, you turn the hairdryer upside down. So you've got the nozzle facing up. And you literally just go like that around their energy and it clears your energy. It's actually a thing. Apparently it's called degussing and it literally clears the stuff out of your energy. Oh my God. So you go like that and they love it because it's like, you know, through a hair. In a way. Yeah. And it's around their whole aura or their heads. Yeah. Yeah. Through their aura. So you do it right. So you kind of like say to them that you're going to just, you know, clear their energy with this. Yeah, with the right away. Yeah, and it's a great thing because oh it God. actually works and also they love it too. That's amazing. I've been, um, Casper's been holding my sage recently because obviously it's a burning thing and as yeah. he loves the fact there's flaming or a fire <laughs> in his hands. And I obviously supervise, but he loves, and I'm like, can you smell that? Does it make you feel better? And like kind of having the conversations about, you know, scent and he, I have loads of like aura sprays and things yeah. and he loves them and I get, get them to smell them just to start having that conversation about mm. things that they can't necessarily see, but make them feel good. Yeah. And I think it comes back to what we were just talking about, our intuition being our superpower and our sensitivity being our superpower, because to me, the greatest gift I think we can give our children is to allow them to be who they are and so if they feel like they can say oh mommy you know I feel this and oh I'd really like to use this or I can you know I can feel this or mommy I feel like this is the right thing then that's actually teaching them to listen really deeply without needing all of that outside input right so so all of that is to me a reminder to them that they can have different tools at their disposable that help them to feel that way or just to to really listen to themselves about what they need in in itself yeah yeah and I think that's where up until our generation and and beyond you know I have only started to really understand my emotions in recent years I mean I probably have about five words that I use for my emotions seriously like like it's like all I can think of is anger sadness like there's nothing else that exists it's like two or three emotions um and and I think we we're so disconnected from feeling them because we're told as children not to feel them it's not okay to have them or express them yeah yeah I have a nephew my my sister's eldest child so he was my first experience of being an auntie and I absolutely fell in him completely as soon as he was born like you know I I wasn't his mum but I I knew like oh my goodness like if I feel half of what my sister felt like she's gonna be blown away because I couldn't believe that this child was was connected so connected to me and he is hugely sensitive hugely sensitive and so he in his feelings you will always know what he feels so he's teaching me and my sister like he knows how he feels and even though that can be massively dramatic sometimes (laughs) and it's like whoa that is big emotion where did that come from he said he said the other day like mummy it was his birthday and he was so excited and they were taking a picture and he's like mummy I don't even have to pretend to smile he said because my whole body is smiling oh I mean can you even so I just thought that says it all really doesn't it yeah and so he 
he is always going to be someone where you will absolutely know how he feels. And I think that is so beautiful. That's brilliant. As yeah. long as you can like empower that and, and keep it. Cause I think as yeah. children, we are these light bodies that we were yeah. so connected. We're also grounded a lot into the earth and feel the earth and, um, and, and other people. Yeah. Uh, and then we kind of shut down or, or we yeah. have been, shut down sure. like that light has yeah. been dimmed isn't mm-hmm. it yeah yeah so I think very- that for sure is it's kind of where maybe our generation and before we like then have to relearn yes like to actually be attacked in being whereas I think a lot of the children maybe because of you know our own healing and evolving yeah. that they're coming in either with those skills already it's just naturally who they are um, and it's our job to to nurture that and protect that yes. or actually that they're that because we have the awareness they grow up with that awareness and, and that's what makes me excited about the world actually I have to say yeah. there's so many things that we can be like oh man there is just so much craziness happening but when I look at them and and your children I go wow like these are the these are the children that are going to be grown adults in 20 years. And that is an amazing thing, isn't it? I know. And like what they're going to achieve, you know, because like even look at Greta Thunberg and, yeah. and she's obviously a generation before my kids and, and yeah. um, what she is achieving and, and her peers are achieving. Like what are our kids going to achieve in, in that time? And there was something so... I'll tell everybody, but we had a, an angel reading a few, uh, last week in, in preparation for this because I wanted to experience what an angel reading was, was about um, and what it was like. And one of the things that's really stuck with me, and I've told so many people since, is that you told me that I'm the guardian and the custodian and the guide for the boys, yeah. that they come in knowing exactly what they want to do, what they're here yeah. for. They are in tune with themselves. They're also very present and grounded, which is amazing. Um, and I'm just literally here to allow them to be who they are. And oh, that almost took a lot of pressure off, Yeah, <laughs> being honest. Yeah, because actually, again, all you're, all you're doing is, is saying, hey, I'm supporting you in being you. Yeah. You're not trying to make them like you or trying to have it fit a certain thing and even with both your boys they're probably going to need different things and they're yeah. probably going to have different gifts and yeah yeah you and you don't and they don't need you to be a perfect human being either they don't That's need, a good one. They need you to be real and and authentic and say yes. Actually, I'm having a crappy day or to say you know I'm well, having my period <laughs> yeah. leave me alone <laughs> exactly. we need to be talking about this stuff exactly and you know and if we if we show boys especially yeah they that they can be respectful and honoring of their emotions and also for women I think there's two different things like boys we need to remind them that it's okay to feel it's okay to have emotions and to you know express themselves and then for women it's like often we have like oh take care of everyone else first you know yeah Um, so so in both ways we're actually showing them by looking after ourselves and listening again to what is right to us that that is okay for them that they are allowed to have that experience whatever it may be and I I don't think there's I don't think there's anything more validating than that for them no but you know it's difficult because we have not experienced that real as a reality right, for right. most of us right, right as moms right. like that thinking is very new yes. that 
tuning in that connection the I love you's every, you know 50 times a day and the kisses and the smothering and the you know I mean not a lot of people had that all the time or ever and nice. so that is also a hard thing to 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 switch from your own experience of it being a child and and mother and and being yeah. mothered and, and fathered. I, I'm saying that I'm saying that because I, it's not because I think we have to be perfect at all. Like I said, we don't need to be perfect. No, being. I agree. But yeah. it's, it's having, I, I feel for me with any of the work that I do, because, you know, we, people always say, well, what, you know, you've given me all this guidance and like, whoa, now I have to really digest it. To be honest, I feel that the most important thing is the awareness of that's, that's my intention or that's the awareness yes. I have of my children. That doesn't mean that every single day I'm going to get it right. Oh gosh. Yeah. Of course. But if I can come back to that in yes. those difficult moments and go, you know what, like tomorrow's another day I'm going to yes. do the and best forgive I can. yourself along the way because we haven't had that as a model behavior. We are learning a whole new approach, a whole new system. And yes, yes there's a lot of support out there. There's loads of, you know, great books, there's yes. conscious, conscious parenting, conversations there's pocket there's loads of material to consume but actually putting it into practice can be hard and I think just forgiving yourself for that because we (laughs) haven't experienced it and I I always say to people as well you know whenever we feel like oh yeah now I'm I'm doing really well and I've got this whole life thing figured out or you know I'm being really aware just spend a week with your family and then (laughs) then you know, like, oh, hang on a second. I'm still a human being, you know? Like, yeah. It's the most triggering thing, isn't it? To to be that with the people that you love and live with the most, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, so yeah, you don't, you don't have to certainly use the, I'm trying to be a great parent as another way to beat yourself up. I'm pretty no, sure that God, that's no, not what it is. No, we do enough. <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah. say, that's not really, that's kind of, that's where you go, angels, you know what? I really need some help here. Yeah. I'm not a superhero. I really would love your help in either supporting me through this really challenging day or angels help me to forgive myself. Angels help Amazing. me to yes. have compassion for myself. So sometimes it can be the really tangible things like yes. angels help my children or angels help me get you know, the shopping done or whatever it might be. But or energy. Give me right. some energy now, yeah. yeah. Angels give me in, but other times it can be, you know what, that was a really hard day. I, I'd really like it if we can just kind of press the reset button, but most of all help, help me to have compassion for myself because ultimately that's that loving that we're always talking about with angels. It's about the love and they don't have any judgment. We have the judgment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's so important to remember, isn't it? Um, Tell me quickly uh, how an angel reading works because I want to kind of help people understand if they wanted to talk to you, if they had something that on their mind that they needed a bit of guidance with. Well, first of all, no session is ever the same. Uh, I never know what's going to happen. <laughs> and I, I, don't want, I don't want to because it's not no. about me and it's not about what I think is the right thing. It's always what comes. So for me, I always start with a prayer and an intention to connect with your guardian angels and your guides and your team. And of course, you can ask questions. You can ask questions about any area of your life and you can ask for guidance on a particular thing and they will share that with you. And sometimes, of course, that can include the future, but it's not 
that's not the basis of a reading and nothing is set in stone. So what you're really doing is connecting to the guidance that's going to be most supportive of you at that time. Um, And so what an angel reading does is to help you feel the love, the support, the guidance with your life experience, whatever that might be. And I always say that the most important thing for me is to empower you to feel connected and for you to feel that sense of support so that when you go away, you're not giving your power away to me by saying like Anna's more connected. And so therefore I'm just going to do every single thing that way and nothing else can happen. And I'm only, it's not about that. It's about creating a space, a loving space for you to feel supported and to feel like you have more of an insight into what is going on for you at a deeper level, whether that be your family, your children, your relationships, so that there is the opening of like the highest good for for you and everyone involved. So it becomes, to me, it becomes more about the energy that's created rather than just the details that are given. But of course, we all have questions and we all have things that we really need support with and human stuff is hard. So to me, it's about reconnecting you with the truth that is there for you so that you can make more informed decisions and really listen to your own intuition. Amazing. I definitely think I felt, and I think we even used the word like safety net, that there's a mm-hmm. safety net of support beneath us if we'll just trust that it exists and, yes. and have faith in that and, and then use our, like you mm-hmm. say, our own connection and trusting that our own intuition is right. I often hear too that, people will have an intuition, in, intuitive knowing about something and then ignore it on yeah. purpose almost, or, you know, they, they sound of self-sabotage. Yeah. 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 That is a, that's a big deal. That's yes. a big thing. We're like, oh, I knew that that was right. Or, and actually I was going to say that a lot of the time in a session, what we share or or the guidance that comes through is usually a confirmation of what you already know. And I know in your case, we talked about certain things and you were like, yeah, I was feeling that. Or, oh yeah, I already felt that. Or I already knew that that was the case. And my uh, native Indian guide busting through, throwing some shapes. I was like, yeah, I know her. I've seen her already. (laughs) But it's like when they come like that, you're like, oh yeah, okay. I'll start paying attention to her. Cool. Okay. So yeah, so that can come. So I will often see or sense the angels or guides that are with you so that that becomes a deeper connection for you. Yes. And then it becomes more about your own transformation and not just about like, oh, I'm going to tell you when something will happen. Because to me, that's only useful if you're actually going to feel empowered by it. Yeah. 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 No, I totally see that. Um, before we finish up, I just if there is um, one thing that you would like to get across, what, what do the angels, you know, in this uncertain world that we've got at the minute and mm-hmm. a lot of fear around health and safety, which mm-hmm. is triggering all of our flight, fight, freeze responses, our parasympathetic nervous system has gone into overdrive. You know, a lot of us are running on empty or starting to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're also on the cusp of this new world. Yeah. Um, what have messages have you been getting recently around what's happening right now? It's more important than ever 
to listen to that voice right mm-hmm. are you going to listen to the voice of love or are you going to listen to the voice of fear and it doesn't mean that we don't have fear because we're humans so we basically got to accept that you know we're sometimes going to have fears yeah but we also are a tipping point in the world and what's happening in the world in so many countries is that it's giving us the opportunity to choose what we listen to on a really deep deep level and and lots of us are kind of going wow yeah I'm anxious but I can also see that this is calling me to change my life this is calling me to be more truthful with myself this is calling me to quit that job that I really hated in the first place this is calling me to really focus on who and what matters to me because there's nothing like people getting sick for you to really understand that right and so I think it's us going back to basics so that we can actually live more truthfully And the angels really say to me that the only way that we can do that right now when there is so much uncertainty, because let's be honest, there is always uncertainty, is is to be as present as we can. So in this moment, me talking to you in this evening, all is okay, right? It's all okay because in this moment, we are okay. It's when we start going yes, off in projecting. a million months. yeah we're projecting like oh my gosh what's going to happen in a month or a week or even tomorrow or we're spending our lives going back over the past and regretting and beating yes. ourselves up for things that we could have done differently whereas if we come back even just for a moment to go I've got my breath I've got my feet on the floor I'm okay like I'm alive yeah I'm safe in this moment I am safe and self-soothe yourself give yourself a hug like remind yourself that you know however difficult it is you've survived a lot right and and just be gentle with yourself in that moment because I find that if I can do that then actually I can get through every hard thing that I've ever got through yeah amazing that's wonderful, wonderful advice. Thank you so much. So tell us if, if someone wanted to connect with you um, and your free readings and, and support and then equally um, the courses that you do and the one-to-ones, how, how does that, how would people find out? Uh, the easiest place to find me is my website, annagracetaylor.com, A-N-N-A-G-R-A-C-E-T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. Um, and you have all the links to my Instagram and Facebook where I am mostly and YouTube I do weekly readings oh, on brilliant. YouTube but it's all kind of linked because I share everything in most in places multiple anyway. places yeah, yeah. you've got and, it these days and um yeah I have to say my Facebook page is where I share most because that's where I kind of started and where I tend to share oh, wow. okay with people um but you know I I love communicating I think at the arc of everything I do is just my love for sharing so social media is my thing I just love it and if you want to connect with me to see more of what I do usually that is a great place to start yeah fantastic thank you so so much I've really enjoyed our conversation especially the tips around um working with children and mothers and their connecting Mm. to their intuition and their powerhouse Oh, and I was going to say to you, uh, for anyone that's listening to this podcast, as a gift from me, uh, 
if you mention that you listen to the podcast and you send me an email, I'll give you 20% off a session. Oh, wow. That is amazing. So I wanted to say that. I forgot to say that, but I want to give a gift to your listeners. So if you oh, would like a session, you. then you get to, as long as you mention that you've been listening to this the podcast, podcast, you get that. Tapping into with Sarah Tobin. Brand awesome. new. <laughs> I feel really honoured to be on your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. It was amazing. And I think... Um, the, the the mother connection, the intuition, the power, the the surrender, the asking for help. I think they are little things, but big things, and I think they can really Huge help. Things, people. yeah. yeah. They're, they're not they're not complicated. No, exactly. If you start to actually implement some of those, they make the hugest difference. Yeah, you're amazing. Thank you so so much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe to this podcast, tell all your friends, and it would be amazing if you could please leave me a review too. To find out more about me, visit tappingformums.com or follow me on Instagram at Sarah underscore Tobin. If you'd like to do some tapping with me for free, check out my YouTube channel. Just search Tapping for Mums. For now, I wish you peace, joy and abundance on your journey.